The Civil Engineering Podcast is published by the Engineering Management Institute and is part of EMI's Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network, which can be found at cement.media. That's cement, C-E-M-E-N-T dot media. Welcome to episode number 190 of the Civil Engineering Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping civil engineering professionals succeed in work and life. What if engineers could do better marketing? I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and in this episode of the Civil Engineering Podcast, I will be talking with Gabe Lett, author of the AEC Professionals Guidebook. He is a marketing guru in the AEC industry, and he helps engineers find the right clients and projects for the maximum mutual benefit. We'll be talking about marketing civil engineering and the practice of business development. And this is an important topic because I would say most civil engineering professionals at some point in their career, if they want to really progress to the upper echelons of their company, they're going to need to get good at business development. And Gabe, while he's not an engineer, his father was, and he'll tell the story, he's gotten really good at it. And I'm excited to actually get his book, The AEC Professionals Guidebook. And I hope that you can take something out of this episode and start to apply it in your everyday work. Before we jump in with Gabe, I would like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI, a leader in engineering exam prep for the FE and PE exams. PPI's reputation history sets them apart. PPI has helped engineers achieve their licensing goals since 1975. That's before I was born. Their courses and review materials are based on decades of experience. They schedule their courses over two to three months to ensure that you can properly retain information and allow enough time for homework. They ensure students don't have to cram for their exam. Their courses come with everything you need. They offer robust programs with access to lectures, forums, learning hub, books, slides, etc. Their programs place a big emphasis on homework. They believe that practicing as much as possible is crucial to exam success, and I agree with that from my own experience 100%. PPI's instructors are very highly rated on student surveys. They are extremely attentive and knowledgeable. Check out PPI today at ppi2pass.com to see all the options available for FE and PE exam prep. Again, that's ppi2pass.com. Now let's dive into our Civil Engineering Conversation of the Week with Gabe Lett. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, now I'd like to welcome our guest onto the podcast today, Gabe Lett. He is the marketing guy in the AEC industry. Gabe, welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Thanks for having me, Anthony. I really appreciate being here. I'm looking forward to it. So why don't we start off kind of in your own words. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of what it is you do on a daily basis, Gabe. I direct the marketing and business development activities of my company. We are a civil and electrical engineering company in Southwest Missouri. We are about 130 people, engineers, technicians, support staff. Most of our works with public works, utilities, some private commercial and uh, industrial development. So I'm serving this firm, directing their marketing activities. So I actually got into this industry, like most marketers in this industry, in in all kinds of different weird ways. But my way was my dad actually had a firm called Tri-State Engineering here in Joplin, Missouri. As I was growing up, he started that in the late 70s. So as I grew up and got old enough, I started working on the land surveying crews in the summer. And that was kind of my first introduction to this industry was, was through land surveying. I went more into a humanities or social studies kind of interest. So 
I wasn't interested in the technical aspects or the math aspects of engineering or that world. But what happened was my interest in humanities kind of circled me back into this industry as a uh, marketer. I gravitated more toward the marketing and the sales aspects of that company and, and it stuck. And you worked, I believe, as a kid for your father's company. Is that right? That's correct. I was around age 13 when he started having me work on the survey crews in the summer. Which I imagine is, is just great for the ability to be able to understand the business so you can go out there and develop business because it's not like you went to school for marketing with no really experience in the engineering world and then had to kind of come and learn it. You had that experience kind of growing up with it. Sure. And, and you know, when your dad's a civil engineer, so he was designing wastewater treatment plants and water systems and roads and those kinds of things, it kind of trickled down just the end product, what his work was creating, if that makes sense. And so I did see it from that perspective. And then, of course, when you're a land surveyor, you're always out on job sites and around construction and seeing how dirt gets moved and how water pipes get put in the ground. And so, yeah, that was an early introduction for me. My first job in the field was a, a surveyor. It was hundred something degrees in the summers. I was holding a rod in the woods and I'm like, I thought I was coming here to be an engineer. I didn't think that this is what an engineer did. But to your point, when I got in the office, I really understood how projects were put together and it made my life a lot easier as a civil engineer. And I would imagine selling civil engineering and, and marketing it, it makes it a lot easier as well. So that's great. I'm going to talk a little bit about civil engineering and the marketing behind it. Before we do that though, you published a new book for AEC professionals. Tell us a little bit about the book and how it might be helpful for civil engineering professionals. The book is titled The AEC Professionals Guidebook. And what it is, it's 70 lessons for just building a stronger career. The way this came about is with the firm that I'm at now, every Monday morning, I would just send out a quick little email about something having to do with marketing and business development. So the idea behind that was is to send that to all my client-facing engineers and project managers and anybody who had any kind of client-facing responsibilities and just a slow drip campaign of teaching them a little bit more about marketing and, and doing their jobs better in terms of interactions with the client and cross-selling and all these kinds of things. Well, then that kind of morphed into some project management emails that went out and then it how to write better when you're writing for a white paper or an article or even just as simple as a client email, improving your writing skills. So eventually what this developed into is six basic areas that I talk about in the book that the lessons are kind of gathered around. And that would be, of course, marketing and business development, which is kind of a no-brainer. That also includes project management, professional development, leadership, and then like I said, writing. And so really, it's just a, a published look into 70 of those emails that have been a little bit expanded to be more of the published content. And at the end of each lesson, there's a little bit of a challenge there. So it gives you something to do. You know, it's not just, hey, this is a good idea, but okay, how can I implement this? What can I do this week or this month to put this lesson into practice? That's great. I love books like that where it's a lot of short lessons with action to take. I feel like in the world we live in, we like short, quick jolts of information that we can use and, and take and transfer back to the job. So that's great. So congratulations on that. I'm definitely looking forward to get a copy of that and kind of dive into that. Yeah, that's great. 
One other thing, Gabe, before we dive into some civil engineering BD stuff, talk a little bit about your background in counseling, because I think it's important because I can see doing business development, you need to do a lot of listening and a lot of talking to people. Maybe you could just talk about that a little bit, just to give people your background on that, just so that they know everything that you bring to the table. I think that's important. I had mentioned earlier that my interest went more into the humanities side of things. And so before I actually fully developed into marketing for AEC, I got my master's degree in professional counseling, you know, mental health behavior counseling, and had my own practice for about five years. When I decided to jump into AEC marketing full-time with my dad's firm, what I brought from that professional counseling background was, as you said, a lot of it has to do with just very sharp listening skills the ability to read people and understand what's motivating their behaviors, what's motivating, why they're making the decisions they're making. And in counseling, the perspective is to try to help shift their perspective or reframe some of the things, the life circumstances that they're having so that they can overcome some of those obstacles and challenges that they have. As it relates to selling or marketing engineering services, I mean, every business is a people business. And even engineers come to the realization of that, hopefully sooner than later, that their business is a people business. Even though they primarily like to work with things, with objects, with concepts and ideas, what that's doing is it's creating and innovating projects and infrastructure that actually serve humanity, that serve people, that make life funner and more easy to live, improves the quality of life. The counseling aspect brought into the engineering world is that we all have to listen to clients. We all have to make sure our clients are happy with the end product. We got to make sure that our public is safe. We got to make sure that we're spending our owner's clients money wisely. So there's a lot of people interaction. And so understanding how to listen better, understanding what's motivating a person's decision or why they're behaving in the way they're behaving can all help when you are an engineer managing your way through a project and dealing with a contractor and dealing with an attorney and dealing with all kinds of people to try to make that project happen. And listen, I know if you're a civil engineering professional out there listening, at some point in your career, most of you will have to do some form of business development. And I know what you're probably saying, you know, well, I'm not trained in counseling. We understand that. But at the same time, there are things you could do to improve your listening skills, improve your communication skills. And really the point that I want to get across here, and I think Gabe just did that well, is that these skills are going to be important in terms of your interaction with people, your ability to grow your company, you know, do business development, do sales, even manage projects. You're constantly dealing with people and having high stakes conversations. So these are really, really important skills. I know that your feelings around the civil engineering profession in terms of how they promote themselves, the profession doesn't celebrate or promote itself to the level that it should based on the value that civil engineers create for our quality of life. What can be done about this, both from kind of the marketing side and the civil engineering side? This is something that I've grown to become a lot more passionate about because, you know, I watched my own dad have a, a really nice career in civil engineering. And I've watched other engineers who are very, very good at what they do. And yet I see a a gap between what the public understands that civil engineers do and how they are bringing such great value and quality to their everyday lives. 
I've personally just observed that gap or that disconnect. And as a marketer, I feel like I'm in a really good position to try to bridge that gap and close that gap a little bit. So what do I mean by that? One, the marketers should help the profession, the civil engineering profession, focus more on the results of what happens because of your work rather than the process of how the work gets done. To tease that out a little bit, so process is calculus and geometry and physics and earth science and trigonometry. In other words, engineers solve problems and they use all these different sciences and math skills to be able to solve those problems. And so when you engage the typical engineer in conversation, they like to talk about process. Those conversations are answering the question, how? But when you talk about results, okay, results are bridges and highways and clean water and telecommunications and electricity and all these things that make our life so much more easy and and so much more pleasant. And so marketers are storytellers. So when marketers talk, they want to be able to tell a compelling story. And so marketers are answering the question, so what? In other words, an engineer can tell me how. And some people who are more technically or logically minded might be interested in the how. But a lot of people in the public don't necessarily like the how as much as they like the so what. So what does this mean? You know, why? And the storytelling that marketers can do with engineers will help elevate, in my opinion, the profession to where it belongs so that people value what civil engineers are doing every day of their life. Yeah, it's great. And I totally agree with you. I think as civil engineers, we are always thinking about the roadway design, the curves, the length of the roadway, the budgeting, the funding, all that stuff, as opposed to the fact that you're saving people's lives by making safer roadways, right? And that's kind of what we need to communicate to people. Even if you go into these schools when you're doing STEM talks and you're trying to explain to kids what a civil engineer does, part of it is, yeah, civil engineer can help a bridge or roadway to be built, but also it can help them to make safer. You know, it helps to get like people like your parents from home to work every day, type of things like that. And we need to speak in things that people can really understand. And, and really, I interviewed Maria Lehman, who's currently the president of the American Society of Civil Engineers, the national president. She talked about this for quite a while and even getting into some things around like how much time people spend in traffic can be reduced by the work that civil engineers do. They spend more time with their families, right? And we need to talk about it in terms of what people know. And actually, I read a great book not too long ago called Business Made Simple by uh, Donald Miller. I think he has a, his brand is actually called, I think, Storytelling or Story Brand. Basically, he gives some great frameworks for how to tell a story because that's really what you need to do in marketing and business development. The reason that this is important for you as a civil engineer, if you're listening and you're, you know, you're doing technical work, most civil engineering companies, if you're working in private consulting, at some point in time, you're going to have to develop business. It's just kind of a part of the job today. That's why you hear the the term seller-doer a lot because you're just tasked with doing that stuff. And if you're not doing business development or you have a business development title, you doing good work with your clients is a form of business development. I mean, how many uh, civil engineering companies have the large amount of their work is repeat customers, right? And that's because of the, the service you provide to them, the listening that you give them, the attention that you give them. I really think the ability to be able to tell stories is something that we all have to get better as technical professionals and civil engineering professionals. And I think that that's really important. So professional business developers who are not technical professionals can find leads, right? They can go out, they can find leads. However, engineers are responsible to bring a deal kind of across the finish line. 
So how important do you deem kind of coaching and training for engineers when it comes to sales or BD and engineering? I want to point out that there's definitely something in the question worth teasing out a little bit, which is not everybody subscribes to that idea. There are firms that will hire people like me who are not technical professionals to do professional business development, but yet expect someone like me to bring a deal all the way across the finish line to the point of a signed contract. And I actually think that's a mistake. And I think that's a mistake because I'm the one who's developed the relationship with the client and built up trust with the client. So it feels like a bait and switch when the client finally has a project to do and signs the contract and I'm not the one performing the work. It's somebody they haven't met yet. So I'm a big believer that professional business developers who are not engineers should be professional door openers. But once the door is open, then it's up to the technical professional, the engineer, to walk through the door and close the deal. So in light of that question, getting sales training is extremely important for any engineer who's going to have any client-facing responsibility whatsoever. When I say sales training, that's going to turn some people, probably a lot of people who are listening to your podcast, off. Because if they think sales training and images pop into their head of like shaking a bunch of hands and glad handing at networking events and asking people for work or picking up the phone and trying to get somebody on the line to talk to them about their work, nobody wants to do that. I don't even want to do that, you know, and I'm a professional marketer. I don't enjoy that. But if we can get engineers to realize when we say sales, that the images that pop into her head or his head is analytical research of market trends examining client capital improvement plans, looking at federal infrastructure spending bills, that what that does is that it arms you, that research arms you as a business developer with the information that your clients are looking for. Then business development sales is about answering a question that a client has before they've even asked it or solving a problem they didn't even know they had. So great business development is really digging in and understanding where the client lives, what their everyday life is like, and what they're trying to accomplish, whether it's a developer or a public works director or a utilities general manager, they're all trying to get something done. And what are we going to do to provide an easier path for them to get their work done? That's what business development is about, and that's what sales is about. I think training engineers to understand and think that way, it's not just, you know, meeting a bunch of people and trying to get them to hire me. That's used car salesmen. We don't want that. We want experts who understand clients, understand their markets, understand what they need, and be able to help them connect the dots, point A to point B. A colleague of mine turned me on once to the PAS framework, Problems, Alternative Solutions, which I found to be a great framework when you're thinking about sales and business development, right? Kind of to Gabe's point, identify the problems that your clients might have, figure out some alternatives that you could provide to them based on your strengths and your capabilities. And then ultimately, if you can arrive on a solution for them, your chances of landing that business are much greater than if you do it in the reverse, which a lot of people do, which is they come out and they tell you all the great things they can do before they figure out if those things can really be helpful to that person. And I think that figuring out the client's problems and challenges is huge. I also think another thing kind of building on what Gabe said in terms of market trends and things like that, I mean, simply having a conversation with your current clients and saying, what else can we help you with? You got anything else you want us to take a look at for you? Those types of things too are business development 
And I know sometimes when a civil engineer hears the words business development, the first thing that comes to mind, like, oh, that's not my job. You know, my job is to run projects, do calculations, et cetera. Listen, your job is to call up your client and say, hey, how are things going? How else can we help you? And that's business development. So we also sometimes need to reframe what the words business development mean. A lot of it's around relationships and the relationships you're building. Like Gabe said, it's not just about going out, reaching out, networking with people. It's a lot of different things and can show up in a lot of different ways. Well, and I also, to your point, Anthony, like great business development, and we all know this if we've been in the industry very long at all, is the best projects that come to your doorstep are word of mouth projects. They're a client that's been very happy with you, that tells somebody else about you. And that word of mouth gives you automatic credibility with that prospect. And then by the time you're talking to them, they're already a warm lead, maybe even a hot lead because they've had that good word of mouth testimonial from this other person who used to work with you or still works with you. When it comes to business development, asking those questions, not just for the sake of the client, but even asking the question, who else do you know that could really be helped by what we've provided for you? An industrial developer, for example. We built this great warehouse for you and it's serving your purposes. And who else do you know in your world that might need this? And it's connecting the dots to those other people as well. It's a simple question, but a lot of people don't ask it. And you know, the results obviously could be pretty big for you if you can just think through that and add a couple of steps into your maybe project closeout process or something along those lines. Gabe, why do you think that great marketing is the link between technical success and business success? Most of your folks are going to know this. You know, back in the 50s and 60s, there was no such thing as marketing or advertising for civil engineering. It was unethical. And you could get in trouble for advertising your services. Same thing with architecture. Even though that's been like 50 years ago, we still have an industry where we have some first-generation leaders, but a lot of second-generation leaders who still have that mindset that if we just do really good work, the phone will continue to ring. And we all know that that's just not sustainable anymore. Where marketing helps connect the dots is... Yes, technical success has to be a part of the marketing pie. If you don't do your job well, it makes it very hard to market, right? In other words, your client turnover is just going to continue and you're not going to have that repeat business that we all like. So we know that technical success, though, isn't enough to keep those trend lines of revenue and profit moving forward. Business success means growth and stability for your employees and your clients. And when marketing is perceived as just cool logos and consistent colors and proposal generation, there's no link to that business success. But if you allow marketing to be more than that and actually help link your firm's technical achievements and skill to the people that need that expertise and skill in the market, now we've created an opportunity by linking up with marketing to create good business success outcomes. In other words, marketing is positioning the technical skill in the right spot at the right time. Instead of the shotgun approach where we you know, just advertise here and there and we go to trade shows and hope people come by our booth and that's just shotgun stuff, right? Good marketing, great marketing is about positioning exactly what you do to exactly the right clients who need exactly what you do. And when those things happen, you have really happy engineers who love the work they do. And you have really happy clients who love the engineers who work for them, right? It all makes sense when you lay it out like that. It's just, you know, getting civil engineering professionals who are 
kind of mired in the project details to think through that a little bit. What I will say for those of you listening is if you do great civil engineering work, there's probably several other clients out there like your own clients that you could be helping. So marketing can kind of bridge that connection, right? They probably have similar problems that your client had. And that's really what business development can be helpful for kind of making those connections. Why do you think it's important for civil engineers to partner with marketing professionals? And if they can, how can it kind of help to avoid commoditization, which happens often in our industry? We kind of started hinting at this answer with the last question. But first of all, I just want to make sure that we all define commoditization accurately. So we all are talking about the same thing. But it's real simply just the process of making something the same. Therefore, a commodity is something that's just interchangeable. There's no differentiation. So civil engineering that is commoditized is made to be same. It's an undifferentiated service. And when things become undifferentiated, they become cheap. People pay for your engineering because they think it's a necessary end to their mean or a necessary means to their end. So they'll bargain hunt for it. And so this is what happens when civil engineers minimize the roles that marketers play and just see a marketer as nothing but a proposal generator or somebody that makes our brochures look nice and a website with good color. I'm not poo-pooing any of that. I'm just saying like, that's not the big picture of marketing, right? The big picture of marketing, again, is partnership with engineers to help you understand what's differentiating you in the marketplace. So marketers need to help clients answer the question, what's the difference between me hiring this firm and this firm? And if a client can't answer that question, then you have a commoditization. You have commodity engineer, which is going to be cheap engineering. So marketers partner with civil engineers to help them create those differentiators. And really what it is, those differentiators already exist. Sometimes engineers just don't realize what they are. They don't have the opportunity necessarily to always compare themselves to their competitors from the client's eyes to understand what's making the difference. But some of these things that I've heard as a marketer and somebody who's not doing the technical work, they're very simple things. It's like just doing consistent client debriefs after a project can differentiate you from a lot of other firms. Making handwritten notes instead of shooting off an email. Committing yourself to same-day responsiveness. If a client gets a hold of you, you're committed within 24 hours to respond to that. Easy to read invoicing. What am I paying for? You know, you want your clients to make, when they see an invoice from you, it should be simple. It should be easy. These are business things that marketing can have an influence on to help differentiate the way you work in your market compared to how everybody... And then you accentuate those differences. And now you have clients that recognize you for the service that you're able to provide and don't just commoditize you as the next civil engineer down the road. This is important because... We certainly don't want civil engineering, a profession where you just try to source out the cheapest one for sure. And I think it happens a lot. To Gabe's point, that's where marketing can come into play, right? Telling the story, what differentiates you. And I know one example of this from my own career is I worked for a multidisciplinary civil engineering firm. That gave us an edge a lot of times because we had all the services in-house. If we needed surveying, if we needed geotechnical engineering, we had it. And that was the story that we needed to tell our clients because if they hired a company that wasn't multidisciplinary, odds are in the project, they're going to need those other services. It's going to take them more time. It's going to delay the project. It's going to maybe higher cost. They have to go out and outsource it. And so that was a big plus for us 
and a reason that we could charge a little bit more than other people and have them hire us because they wanted everything in there kind of like a one-stop shop. And that was what we marketed to them and we talked to them about. So it's thinking of different ways that you differentiate yourself and you can solve that client's problem or challenge or make their project go quicker and faster and more efficient. You have to really make that clear to them because people will pay for something if they feel it's going to solve their problem quicker, faster, better. And that's kind of the story I think that you need to tell. All right. So Gabe, before we wrap up this segment and go into our hot seat segment here, do you have any final advice for civil engineers related to kind of business development or marketing that you want to share? Engineers, you need to trust yourself and your ability to do great engineering, but you also need to trust your marketers that you have working for you to be able to squeeze out more business than you think is even there or uncover business that you didn't know existed. That's where marketers and engineers can come together and partner and really benefit each other in our careers. So recognize that your expertise affords you the ability to design remarkable infrastructure and innovate great novel solutions, but also recognize that a marketer's expertise affords them the ability to position you and position your staff perfectly so that you can have like maximum career satisfaction and business success. If you love what you do and you want to keep doing it, you want to keep challenging yourself, lean on your marketers because and let them know where you want to go and let them know where you want your business to go and they will help you get there. Marketers can help your clients understand the value of the engineering services you provide. I think that that's probably better than, than we can in a lot of ways, engineers sometimes, because we're so focused on the engineering side of it. So great stuff, right? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Gabe. We're going to finish up by putting him on the civil engineering hot seat. Civil engineering podcast. Civil engineering podcast. All right. We are back with Gabe Lett. We're talking marketing and business development for civil engineering firms and professionals. And Gabe, it's time for you to go on to the civil engineering hot seat. You ready to go? Ready to go. First question, do you have any specific rituals that you practice every day? For example, do you have a specific morning routine or a lunchtime routine or just something that you do consistently on a daily basis that has contributed to your success? Don't be dismissive of my answer, but literally it's prayer. I happen to be a a follower of Jesus, so I pray every morning, and I pray for all kinds of stuff every morning as I'm getting ready and preparing for my day, which is about a 30-minute time span from the time I get out of bed till I'm making my coffee and eating breakfast. And so I'm always talking to God about everything throughout the day. I'm asking Him for help with work, with my colleagues, with being a positive influence, with whoever I might come into contact with that day. I believe that that connection with my Maker has made me the professional that I am through and through. The answer to that question has been prayer many times on the podcast in the first couple hundred episodes here. So it's not a, any surprise to me at all. So that's great. What is one book that you might recommend to engineers or just one book in general, Gabe, that you may have found to be extremely helpful for you in your professional or personal development? If I just had one, I'd go with Rainmaking by Ford Harding. And the reason for that, I mean, a lot of what we even talked about today, as far as developing connections and network and friendship and building a career, basically, professional services career, he really did a great job. I would consider it the quintessential guide in developing and nurturing your network as a career professional. Fort Harding, he's got some great stuff. And if you're out there, you're a civil engineer and you want to get into relationship building, networking, business development, definitely check out his stuff and definitely check out the book for sure. All right, Gabe, next question. 
thinking back on some of your managers in the past, kind of throughout your career, and you don't have to name any names, but if you think about maybe some of your favorite managers or your favorite manager, what made them your favorite? We're just trying to understand, you know, for most people, what they feel makes really good managers. I think my favorite would have to be those that ask me just about my personal life, take a genuine interest in me as a person just outside of my role in the workplace. And again, this this still goes back to making good connections. You know, a great boss or a great manager makes great connections and makes genuine connections, not just with your clients, but with your employees, with your staff that you're having to work with. So this only happens when you're spending time together on stuff more than just projects, you know, spending time having a cheeseburger together, talking about life, church, sports, whatever. Again, we keep coming back to it, Gabe, but really everything in your career is about people, engineering, business development, marketing. It's all about people. And same thing with those relationships with colleagues, supervisors, and, and so on. All right, Gabe, last question for you. We call it the critical civil engineering career elevator advice question. If you got into an elevator with a civil engineer and you had 30 to 40 seconds with him or her, what would be some career advice that you would share with that person? I always love the so what question. And so if I was just going to spend a few seconds with a civil engineer and they said, hey, what's going to make my career better? I'd say, always get used to asking yourself, so what? So what drills down into what's most important and what you're doing. So we just lost that account. So what? I've been offered a position at a different firm. What should I do? Well, answer the question, so what? Why would you want to do that? I want to learn a new discipline. So what? I want to be the principal of my firm. Like it kind of forces you to be like, okay, what's really, really important to me and what really is the deepest part of what's motivating me to do what I do. That's great. It makes you kind of really think through things on a deeper level and kind of examine like what the consequences are, what's going to happen beyond this and so on and so forth. Right. All right. Well, I want to thank Gabe for joining us today on the podcast. He has his new book, The AEC Professionals Guidebook, 70 Lessons to a Stronger Career, which will be available on amazon.com. You can find it there and you can kind of pick up hopefully some lessons on marketing, business development, project management, some writing lessons, and really just sounds like a lot of things that us as civil engineering professionals sometimes could use a little kind of guidance on because those aren't the things necessarily that we're taught in school. So Gabe, just thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the Civil Engineering Podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I loved it, Anthony. I appreciate you having me. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Gabe Lett. Like I said at the beginning of the show, if you are a civil engineering professional and if you want to become a partner, owner, division leader, practice leader in your company, you're going to need to bring in most likely a lot of business. And I believe that the strategies that Gabe talked through are helpful, and I hope that you can apply some of them immediately. So before we wrap up for today, I do want to remind you that at the Engineering Management Institute, we do provide people leadership and project management learning and development programs for all civil engineering professionals. We work with firms regularly. We have our popular courses that we give throughout the year that you can enroll your professionals in, or you can take our curriculums, our Engineering Leadership Accelerator People Skills course, or our Project Management Accelerator PM Skills course, and we can customize them for your company. We take our curriculum, we mix in some of your verbiage, some of your templates, some of your programs, and you've got your own custom PM training program that we can deliver for you, or we can train your staff on how to deliver it. 
For more information on our training programs, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and simply click on training or give us a call at 800-920-4007. That's 800-920-4007. And remember, you can find the show notes for this episode at civilengineeringpodcast.com. Look for episode number 190. There you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. The Civil Engineering Podcast is published by the Engineering Management Institute and is part of EMI's Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network. The opinions on the show are those of the hosts and guests, not their employers. For information on EMI's people and project management skills training programs for civil engineering professionals, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.